Hello and welcome to this podcast version of Scripps 5 Must Know Things, this time for the Business Week ended 9th April 2021. This is Ian Haydock. This week, will safety concerns affect jack inhibitors, Takeda's R&D plans, Cigna's psoriasis program, upcoming phase 3 readouts to look for, and an overview of the global R&D pipeline. The most likely reason why the US FDA extended its review times for Pfizer's Abrocitinib and Zeljance, as well as Lilly and Insight's Olimiant, is due to safety concerns about JAK inhibitors that arose in January. Less clear is what the delays will mean for the class's commercial prospects. Lilly Insight said on 6th April that the FDA had extended the review period for Olimiant in adults with moderate to severe atopic dermatitis, to give the US agency time to review data analyses that Lilly had sent in response to recent information requests. Pfizer also said on 7th April that it had user fee dates extended for abrocitinib in this indication and for Zeljans, Zeljans XR in ankylosing spondylitis. The 90-day extensions pushed the deadlines out to early in the third quarter of 2021. Alaric Diamond writes that the news closely follows a similar announcement AbbVie made on 17th March that the FDA had pushed its decision for the firm's JAK inhibitor RINVOC in psoriatic arthritis to the second quarter of 2021 in order to review additional safety data. As expected, AbbVie revealed on 2nd April that the agency's decision on a separate application for RINVOC in atopic dermatitis also had been pushed back three months. It seems likely that the FDA is slapping delays on its decisions for abocitinib, zeljans and olimiant, as well as Rimbok, due to concerns about the safety of JAK inhibitors, following Pfizer's 27th January announcement of results from Oral, its 4,362-subject Phase 4 safety study. This study showed that patients taking zeljans exhibited a higher rate of major adverse cardiovascular events, and also cancers, than those who took TNF inhibitors, particularly Amgen's Embril and AbbVie's Humira. At the time, the data were seen as not boding well for Pfizer's drug. Safety issues are not unfamiliar for the JAK class. Zeljans, Rinvoc and Olimiant already carried black box warnings in the US, noting that malignancies, including lymphoma, have been observed in patients taking them. The most common malignancy reported in oral was lung cancer. However, AbbVie executives said on the company's fourth quarter earnings call in February that the safety concerns around Zeljans were not likely to extend to Rinvoc, as their drug's greater selectivity would translate into better safety. Significant sales are at risk. Zeljans had 2020 sales of $2.4 billion, while Olimians were $638.9 million. Rinvoc, approved in August 2019, had 2020 sales of $731 million. Joe Haas writes that Takeda sees neuroscience as an important part of its Wave 1 R&D pipeline plans, but the company has pivoted away from psychiatry to focus on rare neurological disorders. During a second investor briefing on its Wave 1 pipeline on 6th April, the Japanese company detailed why it thinks Sotiklistat for two rare epileptic disorders and its orexin agonist program for narcolepsy can bring needed improvements to patients not well served by current therapies. In December, Takeda presented an initial look at the Wave 1 candidates, 
12 new molecular entities all expected to launch by the end of fiscal 2024. The Japanese company's fiscal year ends on 31st March and predicted that they would help drive revenue growth to 5,000 billion yen or about 48 billion US dollars by the end of fiscal 2030. The late 2020 presentation centered on what the company described as potential blockbusters in cancer cell therapy, which included TAK007, sickle cell disease and two types of thrombocytopenic purpura, which is TAK755 and a vaccine for dengue virus, TAK003. In that presentation, the company also called the Erexin Agonist Program for narcolepsy, one that could yield sales of $3 to $4 billion for narcolepsy type 1 and $1 to $2 billion for narcolepsy type 2 and idiopathic hypersomnia. Takeda is eager to show investors a plan for revenue growth in the aftermath of its buyout of Shire. On 6th April, it pledged to increase R&D spending from an estimated 448 billion yen in fiscal 2021 to between 500 and 550 billion yen during the fiscal year just started. Takeda revealed in March that it was reacquiring all rights from Ovid Therapeutics to phase 3 ready Soticlistat, a first and only in class inhibitor of cholesterol 24 hydroxylase that it plans to move into pivotal studies in Dravet syndrome and Lennox Gasto syndrome later this year. The company also has used business development in its pivot away from larger neuroscience indications like psychiatry, and Takeda sees unmet medical need across the neuroscience spectrum but has decided to focus mainly on rare disorders. Cigna is testing a US pilot program that represents an aggressive move to switch patients from one branded psoriasis drug to another in an effort to cut spending in one of the insurer's most expensive therapeutic categories, inflammatory disease. Under the new program, Cigna is offering eligible members taking Novartis' interleukin 17 inhibitor Cosentix a $500 debit card to switch to preferred psoriasis drugs. It's a striking example of how rebate driven coverage policies are changing market dynamics in the US. The program, which was announced to physicians in March, targets members of Cigna's employer sponsored plans who have remained on Cosentix, even though the drug was excluded from Cigna formularies beginning in January. It could increase the competitive dynamics for Novartis, which was first to market with an IL 17 inhibitor and has held on to its leadership position. Kathy Kelly and Jessica Merrill write that the pilot program offers patients a $500 debit card to switch to preferred alternatives, including Lilly's rival IL 17 blocker TALS, as well as some drugs with other mechanisms of action, including Amgen's Embril and Otesla, and AbbVie's Humira and Skyrezi. The payment is available to patients who have already switched from Cosentix and those who fill a prescription for a preferred drug at least once before 1st August and then again before 31st of December. The financial incentives are funded solely by Cigna and the program was designed with consideration for the high cost of inflammatory condition medications and treatments for plans and eligible customers, a Cigna spokesperson told Scripp. Phase three trials of a number of late stage investigational therapies are expected to read out during the second quarter of 2021, according to a new analysis from Informa Pharma's product pipeline database, Biomed Tracker. Some of the phase three data could be transforming for a few of the smaller players in the pharma sector, and Scripps' Kevin Grogan picked out some of the highlights to look out for in the months ahead. These include phase three data for Aldera Therapeutics Reproxalap. 
which is an immune-modulating covalent inhibitor of reactive aldehyde species, which are elevated in ocular and systemic inflammatory disease, and could see the company's faith in the product rewarded. Novan is hoping that SB206, its topical nitric oxide-releasing antiviral gel, could become the first approved therapy for Molluscum contagiosum, a common contagious skin infection caused by the Molluscum pox virus that affects approximately 6 million people in the US annually. Progression-free survival data will be available in the second quarter from the Phase 3 TULIP study investigating Beyondis' antibody drug conjugate SYD985, which is trastuzumab and geocarmazine, against physicians' choice of treatment in patients with HER2-positive, unresectable, locally advanced or metastatic breast cancer. As Alexion moves towards its acquisition by AstraZeneca, Late-stage data on a drug acquired by the US biotech itself nearly three years ago, WTX101, are about to land. The drug, which was bought in a deal worth $855 million from Sweden's Wilson Therapeutics, is a proprietary bis-choline salt of tetrathiomolybdate, which has orphan drug designation in the US and EU. Heading to Phase 3 readouts for Big Pharma in Q2 will be data from the Figaro DKD trial investigating the efficacy and safety of finerenone. Bayer's all non-steroidal mineralocorticoid receptor antagonist on the reduction of cardiovascular morbidity and mortality on subjects with type 2 diabetes and the clinical diagnosis of diabetic kidney disease in addition to standard of care. Finally, nearly 800 new drugs and vaccines in development for COVID-19 helped push the total size of the biopharma R&D pipeline globally to 18,582 products at the start of 2021, a new analysis by Cytoline's drug database, Pharma Projects, shows. There were 845 more drugs in development at the start of the year than there were at the same time point in 2020, of which 798 were for COVID-19 indications. COVID-19's effects on R&D meant that of all the therapeutic areas, anti-infectives posted by far the biggest percentage increase of any group, up by 22%, almost entirely due to the development of new therapies and vaccines against SARS-CoV-2. Overall, the global pharma R&D pipeline increased by about 5% from the same time point last year, a rate of expansion that was just half that seen in the record-breaking previous 12 months. The data come from Pharma Project's Pharma R&D Annual Review 2021, published by Sightline, which is part of Informer Intelligence, and based on a snapshot of the database taken on 4th January. If novel products for COVID-19 are discounted, the total number of new drugs added to the Pharma Project's database during the year was 4,746, or 5,544 in total, which compares with the 4,730 added during 2019, noted the report's author, Pharma Project's Senior Director Ian Lloyd. So, by this metric, those new COVID drugs were just extra, he noted. The industry discovered almost exactly the same number of non-COVID drugs as in the pre-COVID days, he added. That's all for this week. Many thanks for listening. And these stories in full are linked in the article accompanying this podcast. And as always, don't forget to sign in to access much more digital content and also to check out the pink sheet for all your regulatory and policy content needs. Bye for now.